What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Numbers Guys podcast. I am very, very excited for this episode. It has been a long time coming. It's fantasy football season. Uh, we, we have waited a little too long on this, and that's our fault, but uh, we've been a little busy. Michael is a little busy, so he is not on the podcast tonight. We're hoping to get him on at some point soon. But in the meantime, I'm Seth Warner. I'm here with Sam Auerbach and Brent Hewat, and we are here to talk fantasy quarterbacks with you today. Um, we're going to break these down by position before we get into draft season. We're going to try and get these in, in the next two weeks before most of you have your drafts. We're going to talk to you about draft strategy, how to draft these different positions, and then we'll even throw in uh, our personal thoughts on, on a bunch of these players too. Uh, I know earlier I tweeted out from the Numbers Guys account what quarterbacks you want to hear from today, and a- anybody who commented on that, we will especially highlight those quarterbacks. So going forward, we're going to do that for running backs, receivers, tight ends, so be sure to comment on Twitter. Uh, and let us know who you want to hear about so we can highlight them on the podcast. That being said, let's start with some draft strategy. How should you draft quarterbacks? Whatever you do, don't be that guy who takes Pat Mahomes first overall in a one QB league. Don't do that. Or, even, start for, with or even first round for that matter. That too. That, that too. That too. Um, we're, so we're going to start. This is from a, a one quarterback league perspective. Most leagues are one QB leagues. Although I know a lot of newer leagues are two QB. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, if you're in one of those leagues or we'll even super flex leagues. Yes. Yeah. T- super flex leagues are essentially two QB leagues. Cause that, that, that super flex spot should almost always be a quarterback. Um, but we're going to start with one QB. Uh, Cause that's what most people are in. Um, so yeah, don't take Patrick Mahomes in the first round. I know you love Patrick Mahomes. I love Patrick Mahomes, but don't take him in the first round. Um, I have a couple stats here that I wanted to highlight talking about, um, you know, my, my personal opinion on drafting quarterbacks. I, I have always been in the boat of waiting on a quarterback, um, especially recently. We know the NFL is a passing league. There are a ton of quarterbacks out there who will produce for you. Uh, in fact, a uh, stat that I found last year, QB1 in fantasy um, was actually was Josh Allen, as I'm sure most of you knew. Uh, he had 15 more points than the next best quarterback. That was Kyler Murray. Um, but between... QBs one and 10, Josh Allen, number one, Lamar Jackson, number 10, there was only a 3.73 point per difference point difference per week between QBs one and 10, 3.73. And ideally in usually in drafts, QB one is going off the board in the second round and QB 10 is probably going off the board in, I don't know, seventh, eighth round. In fact, the difference between QBs four and 10 and that was Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Granted, they both missed a game. Um, the, the difference between them was only 2.27 points per week. Uh, I, I don't want to interject, but QB10 yeah. right now is going pick 98, according to ESPN in snake drafts. Yeah, there you so, go. That That's, yeah, seventh, eighth round. Um, I'm not going to do the quick math off the top it, of my it head. It really depends on size of your league, but yeah, points still absolutely. Stands. Absolutely. So that, that's my point there. Th- they're... The, the, the difference between QBs four and 10 are really, really small. So it's, a, it's to the point where, at least in my opinion, go get your skill positions, go get your running backs and your receivers. And again, we'll hit on those later in the week. Go get those guys early. Wait on your quarterback, unless you can get yourself a Mahomes, Josh Allen. And then honestly, as much as I love Dak and some of those other guys and Lamar Jackson and Kyler, I, th- I still think there's a drop off between the top two. I think Ooh. if you can't get the top two, then wait. That that's my opinion, Sam. Sam Brent, what do you guys think? I was gonna put Kyler Murray in that tier. I think Dak, if he stays healthy, I know he's had a little bit. Love Dak. He's been year. bit by injury bug a little bit. I think he could be tier one, but I really think it's a three. It's Mahomes, Allen, and Murray in the top tier, and getting that. That's fair, but I think Kyler's definitely at the bottom of that tier. I think Rondale Moore is gonna help him a lot. I think he's got like insane that. weapons in Arizona, so I really would put him up there in tier one. He's, he's the bottom of tier one, but he's tier yes, one. Yes, that's fair. I personally am my tier one at Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I, I would probably put those two above above the field. I love Kyler Murray, but but to the but to that point earlier, I I kind of view Kyler Murray more in the group of Dak, um, Dak and Lamar Jackson. But but again, it's, it, that's clearly tiers one and two. Um, but yeah, so I guess that that's our our quick little spiel on uh on one qb league drafts uh where to get your quarterbacks we say wait and and we're going to tell you in this episode which qbs to wait on who you should go get uh and stuff like that two qb leagues are completely different um 
I personally had my first one this year. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you definitely saw it. Uh, both Michael and I both uh, partook in the Scott Fishbowl draft back in uh, the beginning of July. So, you know, it's we we've been we've been prepping for fantasy for a very long time. So we're very excited to start our, our home league drafts and all that stuff. But um, that was my first two QB league, and I made the mistake of waiting a bit too long on quarterback. I got Rodgers in the second round, which I was happy about. Um, but then I didn't get Justin Fields till I believe it was like the seventh or eighth round, um, which again, isn't terrible because I also got golf as a QB three. Uh, when you're in a two QB leagues, getting a serviceable QB three is really important. However, ideally, if I'm in a two QB league, I'm walking away with at least one quarterback in the first two rounds and ideally two quarterbacks in the first four rounds. I know, I know Sam and Brent, you guys haven't been in two QB leagues, but the, the value of a quarterback in a two QB league is is huge in fact you know in, in a regular draft christian mccaffrey is easily the number one pick i'd take mahomes in a two qb league as my number one pick um, oh yeah definitely i mean yeah oh go ahead Brent. no i i agree i i can get behind that at first i was a little skeptical but when you think about it if it's a 12-man league 24 quarterbacks let me pull up who my 24th quarterback is You'd be getting Ryan Fitzpatrick if you waited and got the 24th quarterback. So. I am a big Fitz guy this year in, in deeply, but right. in deeply is how I like him. But real quick, I do want to say too. Um, so I, you know, I mentioned the difference between the number one quarterback, and the number 10 quarterback is only 3.73 points per week. Last year, the difference between QB 10 and QB 24. So this is between your low end QB one, high end QB two, and your low end QB two was nearly nine points per week. So getting that high-end QB2 in a 2QB league is really, really important. Nine points, that that often mm-hmm. could swing your entire matchup. Brent, were you going to say something else too? Uh, no, just uh, Perfect. McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is really good at football, and I yes. think even in 2QB leagues, I would probably put Kyler Murray and Josh Allen in the first round. Absolutely. Or at least, probably Absolutely. towards the back end, but still first round picks. I'd, I'd even venture to say that half of the picks in the first round should be quarterbacks. I'll even say that. Yeah, um, I think that's, a that's reasonable. That, 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 that's, that's how reasonable. a lot of the Scott Fishbowl drafts went. Um, but, I mean, you could make the very solid. I mean, Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Lamar, Dak, th- those five should be in the first round. Then it gets a little murky when you get into Wilson, Rodgers, and Herbert. Um but you could very well make the argument that there should at least be five quarterbacks in the first round of your two QB league. And if, and if your league mates aren't doing that, take advantage and go get yourself a second quarterback early and go run the league with two stud quarterbacks. Yeah. Everything you hear from fantasy people will tell you to wait on quarterbacks. Generally um, that's in a one QB league and a two QB league that goes out the window. hundred percent. You're in a two QB league, go get yourself some studs. And then with your, if you are able to get two studs at QBs one and two, your QB three, you shouldn't be shooting for a Sam Darnold or a Jared Goff. You should be shooting for someone with some upside. Get yourself Trey Lance, Justin Fields, um, just anyone that has Tua Tagovailoa too at, at that at that value. Someone who's got good upside this year, because uh, honestly, that QB three isn't sniffing the field if you have if you have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. You want a good QB three with upside? Uh oh, Jameis Winston. Hey now. I don't know about that one. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little, I'm a little murky on the whole Saints QB situation because we don't know the starter yet. And I actually think that the, I actually think the Michael Thomas injury gives Taysom Hill a better chance to be the starter because I think they can optimize their offense running the ball a lot more. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. That's fair. I so stay I stay think... tuned to, stay tuned to Twitter for that because we we don't yeah. know how that uh how that's gonna play out. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else on, on QB draft strategy? Anything else we want to hit on? I found that stat interesting that it's a nine-point difference between QB 10 and 24. Yeah, I mean, and look, and yeah. injuries do play a part in that. Um, but but still, there's a there's a there's not a huge gap between QBs 1 and 12. There's a huge gap between 13 and 24. And, and that's why in one QB leagues, you wait. Wait and get a quarterback, and we're going to tell you exactly who to get. Uh, well, not exactly who. We'll, we'll throw out some names. We'll let you make the decision, ultimately. But uh, – but yeah, that's why in, in one QB leagues, you wait. There are guys you can get. In two QB leagues, go get yourself your, uh, your quarterbacks and go find value elsewhere. 
So. And even in between, so how many, now that it's a 17 week season, how many weeks is fantasy football going to be not including playoffs? Yes. That is also a good point. Um, not including playoffs. It, you, if you're, I will say this too. And this is the first time I've had a fantasy podcast. So I can do some fantasy rants. I have a lot of strong feelings on things in, in the fantasy realm. Um, if your league plays in the playoff, if your championship is in the last week of the NFL season, stop. Yeah. Just stop doing that. All right. You shouldn't have been playing in week 17 last year. You shouldn't be playing in week 18 this year. You should have a 14 week regular season. I'm sorry, 13 week regular season, right? 13, 14, 15. No, 14 week regular season. And then weeks 15, 16, and 17 should be playoffs. Week 18, you do not play. Playoff teams will bench their starters. Patrick Mahomes will not play. Tyreek Hill will not play. And that will completely screw up your championship. Don't do it. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Based on fantasy pros, um, without counting fumbles, so just passing and rushing stats. Um, from week one to week 17, the difference between Josh Allen and Ryan Fitzpatrick is, I don't know if I want to say only, but it's only 7.1 points per week, which, you know, you can't say only. 7.1 can definitely make or break a matchup, but for one player, and obviously you're not going to end up with Ryan Fitzpatrick as your QB1, but still, it's only seven points. So That's the thing, too. That's the thing too. I'd have to look at the numbers, but like same thing, same thing for running backs. Like your top, your top end running back is going to put up about 20 points a game. Your low, your low end running backs are going to put up seven, eight with inconsistency. That's a 13 point difference. Go get yourself your high end running backs instead. That's a good point. So, all right, that, that'll do it for our, uh, our draft strategy. I'm sure more strategy will come into play as we discuss some of these guys. Um, I, I, I want to hit more so on the guys in the middle, guys that are kind of a little, con- not controversial, more polarizing, I guess. We all know Patrick Mahomes is a stud. We all know that Josh Allen's a stud. Um, we said it before, Sam's got Kyler bumped up a little bit. Brent and I have Kyler lumped in with Lamar and Dak. Um, that's pretty arbitrary. I'd, I honestly think I'm putting Dak towards the top of that list. Last year, my hot take before the season started was that Dak Prescott would throw for 5,000 yards. He got hurt, obviously. He was on pace. It's, it's, he was on, he, he was on pace for 6,800 yards. Obviously, he would not have done that, but he was on pace to have an, a historic season. And honestly, I see no reason why that offense can't be as good again. I think C.D. Lamb will get better. I think, well, we've seen Zeke has lost a lot of weight. Just started watching Hard Knocks, too, which I haven't, I haven't actually watched before, so I'm excited to watch mm. that. Um, he looks in good shape. Um, the offensive line is still good. The defense stinks. He'll be in shootouts. No reason why Dak can't throw for 5,000 this year. I'll say it again. Oh, health is probably the biggest factor with that. Absolutely. And I hope I he, I hope he can stay healthy. If, if he plays every game or damn near every game, cause he probably won't play all 17, yeah. but I honestly think he could be in that tier one if he does, but that's, that's a big if, but again, the- I, I love Dak. I'm not going to take him in the third or fourth round. If he falls to me in the fifth or the sixth, if he falls to me in the fifth or the sixth, awesome. I'll pull the trigger. But to our point earlier, as much as we fall in love with these high end quarterbacks, you you can get value later on. Um, And I guess we could start talking about some of those guys. Um, So I guess, all right, there's pretty much a clear cut top five. Can we agree on that? Uh, No. Let's go over that. (laughs) Let's go over that. Go ahead. Brent, Brent, what's your, what's your, uh, Brent and Sam, you sound like you have differences. Go ahead. All right, Sam, you go first. Well, so uh, you can know my top three, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kelly Murray, the last, so I have it set up in tiers. Uh, last mm-hmm. two, right now I have Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Interesting. I do, I don't have Lamar Jackson top five. I think he's, it's very close between those three, but uh, the only thing I'm a little concerned about with Aaron Rodgers, which I actually might be bumping him down is uh, last year he recorded a touchdown percentage of 9.1, which is not only his career high, but astronomical. I believe his average is about 6.3. And one thing that a lot of some fantasy owners believe in it, some don't, is touchdown regression. Uh, last couple of years, he's been around 5%. Obviously, he got a new coach, which might be part of the reason, but I really don't think that's the case. I do think he's going to see some regression, but obviously Aaron Rodgers is amazing. So his regression won't be as ludicrous as a normal person's normal quarterback's regression. So I still have him four. I think he could be, you can maybe swap him out for Lamar Jackson. I, I'm still a little iffy on that, but just something to be wary of that Aaron Rodgers will not repeat what he did last season. I would be shocked if that happens. 
Yeah, that's what I and and look, I was thrilled to have had him in two leagues last year, uh, and I had Devonte Adams in both of those leagues, and it won me mm-hmm. two championships. So I'm not going to complain. Light flex, um, light flex, light flex, l- light flex. Um, but yeah, I would expect. I, I love Rogers. I would expect some regression this year. Um, I have him. I have him at number six. I have him right behind uh, that Kyler Lamar Dak cluster. Um, and yeah, it, so I'll, I'll talk on Russell Wilson a little bit. It's actually, do, do you do want to talk about Russ being the top five? Uh, so I, I do have one negative on him. I was so obviously Seattle, uh, his touchdown uh, regression. I think it was about one percent higher than his average this year, but that is after. So at the beginning of the year, what they've never done before is essentially, I forgot, I'm totally blanking out on what the term they called. Let Russ cook. They let him let cook. Russ cook. <laughs> and he was incredible. And then they completely abandoned it and they fell off the face of the earth. Hopefully. And I actually, I think what Seattle is going to do is realize that they need to continue to let Russ cook for the whole season, because when they do that, they win games and they'll actually, did they make the playoffs last year? Yes. They did. Uh, they yeah. barely made the playoffs despite going off to hot start. I, if I remember correctly. But the and point then is, I, I think and then they beat I, the Rams who didn't have a quarterback. Yes. The point is, I think they'll actually let him cook. And I think that showed them that that actually leads to success. So that is why I have him so high. But again, I can understand being wary of them actually giving, having confidence in him. So I will say, I will say, I do hope they let Russ cook. I, I hope that too. I hope for DK's sake, especially exactly. I'm not a big, I'm not a, I'm not a big Tyler Lockett fan. We'll get into that in the receiver mm-hmm. episode. I hope for DK's case, they let him cook. How, However, the numbers would not be on your side there because Pete, we know Pete Carroll loves to run the football, I, I guess, unless they're on the goal line in the Super Bowl. But that's a whole other uh-huh. story. Um, Pete Carroll loves to run the football. And I believe Michael had shown me a tweet a couple months prior when they had fired their offensive coordinator, uh, Coach Schottenheimer. Every time Pete Carroll has fired an offensive coordinator, they have the next season with that new offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator they have been top five in rushing attempts. Pete Carroll wants to run the football. I think they will run the football a ton this year. I think that will make Russ more efficient. I think so. If your league takes into account completion percentage or you lose a bunch more points for interceptions, Russ is a for, great option. hundred percent. For the sake of this, we're doing normal standard league. For, yes. Yes. Okay. Just, just to clarify for the list. Yes. Yes. Um, that being said, I'm probably not taking Russ as a top five quarterback because I think they run the ball a ton this year, which is actually why I love Chris Carson this year too. I think they'll run the ball a ton. I think that'll help Russ's efficiency, but I don't know if the volume is going to be where we want it to be. I did not know that stat as well, but I, I still think I still props to Michael O'Connor. Yes. Shout out, Michael. Uh, I'm still pretty set on him being top five, but that's there you go, man. Brett, <laughs> what are they, your differences there? Who did they hire yeah. as their yeah. offensive coordinator? So I'll go through my like top that. five. And then you're, and then just ask me who's out. And then we'll, and then we'll roast you and prove that you're wrong. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> One, Josh Allen. Ooh. Two, Patrick Mahomes. Three, Dak Prescott. Four, Kyler Murray. Five, Justin Herbert. Herbert. I like that. So I, I wouldn't put Herbert top five right now, but I would not be shocked if he ends as a top five uh, quarterback this season. Everything is pointing in the right direction. For that entire Chargers offense, I'll even say. They completely revamped the offensive line. Austin Eckler's healthy. Um, they've drafted Josh Palmer, who I think some people are actually expecting to have a pretty decent role in that offense. Keenan Allen's healthy right now. Uh, they just signed Jared Cook. He could be a sneaky tight end option this year, too, once they let Hunter Henry walk. I think Justin Herbert has a really big sophomore year. I like, I really like putting him in the top five. I wouldn't do it personally as of, as of right now, but I like that a lot. Yeah, and then some guys I didn't have. So, Rodgers I have at six. Um Russ seven, Lamar eight. Okay. Yeah. So and, all three and of them you, are right you, there. It's not like yeah. I have any of them falling to like 15 or something. Yeah. But and that, that would be really high on Herbert. That would probably be my top eight as well. Yeah. Sam, any thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, that is exactly my top eight. Uh, what, what was yeah. your top five, Seth? I don't think you said that. I have not said my top five. My top. So I have Mahomes and Allen one and two. Um, I've, had a tough time deciding. You can ask Michael this too. I had a really tough time deciding this before the Scott Fishbowl because I thought I was going to draft one of them, but the Scott Fishbowl is also a tight end premium league. And when I saw Kelsey fall to me at six, I had to jump on it. So I didn't even take court. I'd mentioned I didn't take a quarterback. I took Kelsey uh, at six, for the list for the blessing. listeners and for the listeners. Yeah. And for me, what is tight end premium? There you go. Tight end premium in that league. Uh, you get 
so it's a half point PPR, but for that league, you get a full point PPR for tight ends. And that league, you also get a half a point for a first down. And that league, you get a full point for a, uh, for a first down for a tight end. So because tight ends tend to be lower scoring uh, in a tight end premium league, there's some, some sort of way in your league tight ends get more points than they should. And Travis Kelsey putting up wide receiver numbers with a premium is more valuable than almost any player in fantasy. Off topic, but I, I think you can argue it could be even. Oh, obviously it's two QB league, so never mind. Continue. No, I, I know what you're going to say. I, I would have had Kelsey top three in my rankings. Okay. okay. Yes, I would, have, okay. I would I probably would have gone Mahomes, McCaffrey, Kelsey as my one, two, and three. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So no. that would not have been a bad take. You should you should, you should have gone with it. No. Um, all right. Yeah, so I, I completely agree. That's my top eight. Um, I'll be honest. I don't see myself drafting many of these guys unless they fall to me. Because, again, in a one QB league, I'm going to be waiting on quarterbacks. And I think these eight guys, people will reach to take. This pocket of quarterbacks is really interesting. And this is where we start hitting on uh, some of the guys that were. Oh, did I, I didn't finish my top five. I you never said your top five. That's my fault. Uh, as of right now, I'd go Mahomes, Allen, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Glad, glad we have a consensus top eight, though. Yes. 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 Yeah. And, and, and again, the, the once you have the top eight, the some of the rankings are arbitrary there. It's totally up to you. But um, I love this pocket of quarterbacks, and I see myself taking a, a lot of well, – a couple of guys in this pocket this year. Um First guy, let's hit on. Um, so Preston tweeted that uh, he wanted to hear us talk about Matthew Stafford. I like Matthew Stafford this year. Um, and again, I, I don't have my I don't have my rankings in front of me. So at this point, we're kind of just going to talk about guys in different tiers. Sam, you keep mentioning your tier list too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Matt Stafford is a guy that I could easily see being a. I could even see him being a mid QB one this year. Um, he's going to a a much better offense uh in in LA than he was in Detroit he's got better weapons in Cooper Cup and Robert Woods they just lost Cam Akers so they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit more than they usually would and Matthew Stafford's a good he's a good quarterback he's a sneaky good quarterback I think with those weapons and the fact that Sean McVay is going to want to air the ball out and push the ball down the field McVay loves pushing the ball down the middle of the field I think Matthew Stafford could have a really really productive year yeah I have him uh so Lamar was one of the second to last in my tier three. Um, I have Stafford right in the middle of my tier four, um, which might be doing him a little bit dirty. Um, I think by the end of the year, there's a chance he could creep up into that tier three. I just think there's a little bit of uncertainty right now as to what the game plan is going to be. Obviously, they did lose Acres, so they are going to be airing it out a little bit more, but our defense is going to be expecting them to air it out a little bit more. Um, that's always a question, obviously, when something like that happens. Like if you look at Tennessee um, with those two receivers, oh, they're going to air it out more now with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. So is Tannehill stock going to go up or down? Same with Derek Henry. We'll talk about that in another episode. Seth? Yeah, so, my, my, uh, so for – actually, you go first. So I'll, I'll say yeah, what I, I want to say. I was going to say, well, one, of my, one of my only concerns with Stafford is uh, – it's not even a concern because I still think the volume is going to be there. Every year, Matthew Stafford is towards the top in terms of volume, uh, in terms of passes attempted, passes completed, just because the Lions had to throw the ball so much because they stunk and their defense stunk. The Rams' defense is top five, arguably top three, arguably top one in the NFL. Their defense is really, really good. If they're winning games, they might run the ball more than the Lions would have. The Lions did not run the ball much because, A, they didn't have very good running backs. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that they had DeAndre Swift. A, they didn't utilize their running backs, I should say. Uh, and B, they were behind in games and had to throw. Um, so I don't know if the the typical Matthew Stafford volume is going to be there this year, like it's been in years past. Um, but if I, if it's remotely close, I think he'll be really good because I think the efficiency is going to be so much better with the offense that he's in and with the weapons he has. I mean, I I right now I have him at quarterback nine. And he's in my tier three. Tier one is like the top three. And then tier two is like, I think we mentioned like Aaron Rodgers, Wilson, Jackson. But for Stafford, I, I know he's on a better team, but I really don't think it's going to make that big of a difference from what we normally see from Stafford. I mean, I, this might, I don't think the Lions offenses that he was on last couple of years are that much better than the Rams offense. That much worse. That, 
Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think it's that's fair. Because he did we're forgetting he did have Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson, Marvin Jones. Obviously, I'd rather have Cooper Cup and the offensive Woods, lines but, were not good though. Yes, that is true. But I still I really don't think it's gonna make that big of a difference. I still like him. Again, I have him still as a QB one. I have him QB nine. Actually, ESPN has him drafted around QB eleven, so I like him more than I like him more than uh the public, I guess, but I still don't think he's a elite quarterback. I don't think he's going to be elite elite this year. Yeah. And that's the thing when, when you're taking guys in this range, you're not looking for, you're not necessarily looking for an elite quarterback. Those are the guys going in the first five rounds. You're looking for somebody who's going to put up consistent points. Um, and I, I honestly think Stafford gets the job done there. Sam, what'd you say? Never mind. All right. I thought you were saying something to me. Um, yeah, Sorry, so my, my sister called me. So ah, perfect. Hello, Shelby. Uh, yeah, big 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 listener <laughs> of the pod, of course. Eight? Absolutely not. Yeah, what's her top eight? Do you ask her? Oh uh, no, it still works. Still works. Jay Cutler. <laughs> so yeah, um, I I like Stafford there. Um, honestly, in this pocket of quarterbacks, he's probably my second or third favorite. Um, I'm gonna get into my favorite now. Um, and I know Brent briefly hit on him. I love. Love, love Ryan Tannehill this season. I'm a big Ryan Tannehill fan. I think I will have him in multiple leagues this year. Um, well, it's easy when you're in like 12 leagues a year. So. That, that's also a very good point. Um, I, let's just, I think he'll be my most heavily owned quarterback uh, out of everyone. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, Fantasy Pros has him right now as their QB9 based on their consensus rankings. Um, that's probably where I'd put him. Um, I hate that he's climbing up draft boards right now because I was hoping he'd stay buried at QB 12, 13, like he was a month or two ago. Um, Staff, uh, not Stafford, Tannehill, uh, since he escaped Adam Gase, his efficiency has been phenomenal. Um, past two years, he has easily had career high QB ratings. Um, even the rushing uh, touchdowns have even been up for him too. He had four rushing touchdowns in uh, 2013 to 2018 combined. In his last two seasons, he has 11 rushing touchdowns as well. He has had seven interceptions or less in each of the last two seasons, and he just picked up Julio Jones. Granted, they did lose Corey Davis and they did lose Johnny Smith. That is true. Um, but I not, not only do I see Derrick Henry's volume going down simply because I, I would think at some point he's going to start breaking down. Granted, I don't know if that's going to be this year. Um, but I think the passing numbers, I think the passing attempts will be up. And with his efficiency, I think he has the potential to be a very, very good fantasy quarterback. That's, that's up there with your, your Russell Wilson's and your Aaron Rodgers's and, uh, and Justin Herbert's. Yeah. I just want to put out there, um, about Derek Henry. I know this is a quarterback episode, but sneak peek of next episode has FB analytics on Twitter, put out this tweet. Uh, two days ago, um, most running backs start to regress after their rookie contract and or when they hit 1,500 carries threshold. Adrian Peterson has been an exception, but even after adjusting for age, Jamar Charles is still on top. If you look at it, everyone's like, Derrick Henry is going to have to regress. After Jamal Charles is Derrick Henry. Jamal Charles is up by a lot, but Derrick Henry is well above the average. So if people thought he was going to regress by now, I think it already would have started to happen. Yeah. And even if he is good, if like, if anything, that, that opens up the offense for Tannehill too. Yeah. And, and, and again, the tight end, the tight end, the Titans defense is good. Um, but th- they're still going to have some high scoring games. Um, I mean, their division stinks. Um, well, it got a little, I guess a little better. The Texans are not good. Um, yeah. Jacksonville got better, obviously with, with, uh, with Trevor Lawrence. I think, I think the Colts will, They'll compete for the division. I think the Titans will Nothing division. special, yeah. but yeah. it's not going to um, blow it after blowout. But yeah, uh, I, I, I get the, the Titans defense is worse than the Rams, so I think that the opportunity yeah. to pass will be there more for Tannehill than Stafford. But Stafford will have the higher volume, but I think Tannehill is a very serviceable option. Both of them are, are great options in this range, I think. I Before this episode, I actually had Stafford ahead of Tannehill, but I'm starting to regret my decision. Let's go. Uh, I've always, I've always I, liked, I talk somebody yeah, no, into Tannehill. Let's no, well, go. I, okay, I was thinking about it regardless, but I've 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 always been a fan of. Well, since he got to Tennessee, I've been a fan of him. Tennessee thrill. The the only <sighs> issue with him potentially is that Ar- Arthur Smith, his offensive coordinator, left, which is 
obviously he's had so much success with him compared to everyone else. So I think that would probably be the only reason why I see him failing, but I really don't think he will. Uh, obviously he has not only AJ Brown, but Julio Jones too. lost John Smith, but I think he is one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. I don't think that's a stretch to say at all. No. <laughs> so, and Derek Henry, I, I, have him QB nine right now instead of Stafford. Right now he's going about QB ten in the ESPN league. So I, I let I don't know if I'm going to be drafting him in that many leagues because I know Seth is going to take him from me. Damn right. But I am a big fan of Ryan Tannehill this year, and in Good. in that mid tier, I think he's probably number one or number two. You want to be even higher on him now? No. Well, I'm going to make you higher on him. Um, he became the Titans' starting quarterback in Week Seven of 2019. And this is from Mike Tagliere from Fantasy Pros. Since that game, he has 575.3 fantasy points. Guess where that ranks among NFL quarterbacks? Got to be top three. Number three, behind only Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Jesus. Yeah. And I think, and and hit you, and again, they lost John U. Smith, and they lost Corey Davis. They picked up Julio Jones. They have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. They are going to be they're going to be really good. And I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be really, really good. Yeah. One guy who I have above Stafford and Tannehill, um, just consistency year in, year out. And the amount of weapons he has, I'd argue his weapons are better than what the Titans have. Tom Brady. Yep. That was my next guy too. Um, I have him number nine. He's the last quarterback in my tier three, right under Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Um, I don't know like what even has to be said about him. Like, I, I, I think like everyone obviously knows who Tom Brady is. Um, his who, yeah, haha, his <laughs> weapons are the exact same as last year. Um, I, I just don't see how he's not a QB one in 12 man leagues. Yeah. And, and, and this is our point too. We, we had a consensus top eight. We've now listed three quarterbacks after that top eight that I would have no problem being my QB one in any league. Oh, mm-hmm. and this is, this is our point right here. It, it, it's your point, Tom Brady. And and it pains me to say this. I, it, it's easier now that he's on the Buccaneers and not the Patriots. Um, that dude ruined my childhood. Um, th- th- the team's the exact same. And they arguably got better because they now have Gio Bernard as, as a pass catching back. I could even see him playing a James White type role. It's ridiculous. They have a huge running back committee like they did in New England. And now all this, and not all of a sudden, it's the same, same receiving have? core. Fournette, you have, Rojo, you have Bernard, Fournette, Rojo, and Gio Bernard. That's all you need, really. Yeah. And again, none, none of those guys are spectacular, but they're all serviceable. Then you had, then you, then you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown for a full season, Gronk. OJ Howard, who's back from an Achilles injury, Cameron Brait, and the list goes on. Like Audie the Miller. team's the same. Sneaky good. And they have, and they have, a, they still have a really, really good offensive line. Like, I, I, I've been waiting for six years for this dude to fall off a cliff due to due to age, and he won't do it. And if that's the case, I'll take him as my fantasy quarterback. And even and again, if he slightly regresses this year, or even if he does regress, I still think he's a QB1 just solely based on the fact that he has five or six solid passing options and three solid options in the backfield. That's the thing last year, too. He got off to a relatively slow start. Um, I think that was yeah. just chemistry. He, he yeah. just been playing in New England for um, like twelve almost 20 years. Yeah. He, he got off to a environment for the first time ever since he left Michigan. He got off to a slow start, but after, uh, after week nine, where he put up an absolute dud against the saints after that week, he only had only had two games where he scored under 23.3 fantasy points. Yeah. That's insane. And they have the same weapons in place right now. Like it, like he's, he's going to be good again. He's going to be good. Like there's no reason to think that he won't be good again. I um, I have two reasons. Give me, you know what? So, give him to me. For, I, I need off, to. I need to hear off, this. I'll preface this. I have him QB twelve, so I do think he is a QB one in. Or I have him mm-hmm. as my twelve pick QB in twelve. I probably put him at eleven. Yeah, we're we're around the same area. So I'm not. Yeah. This isn't me like crapping on him. Like I actually think he's good, but nah, crap on him. Go for two, it. Two reasons of concern. One, he just got off MCL surgery. 
that yes i don't know i don't think that'll affect him that much because he's obviously already slower than me in the i saw this i saw this thing just talking about his speed in madden awful video game i don't know why people buy. yes i did see this i did see this madden if you showboat with him (laughs) which usually makes people go slower him showboating is faster than him sprinting. And there is video. That, there is wow. video on Madden to confirm that. I did I see that today as well. That. It is okay. so funny. But yeah, I obviously I think I don't know. I don't think that that big of an effect because obviously he's not really doesn't really move around the pocket. But that's something to look at. And the other issue is his touchdown percentage. Like I mentioned before, yes. twenty twenty, it was six point six percent, which isn't ridiculously high, but it was his highest since twenty ten, highest in eleven years. Yeah, that's all. So I do expect some regression. I don't think he's going to. What was he last year uh, for total points? Let me check. Uh, he's about eight or nine, I think. That, that sounds about he right. He was eight. So I do expect, I do think around 12 is where he's going to be listed at. Uh, obviously, he still has, he's still a good quarterback. He's Tom Brady and has incredible weapons, which is really what makes him a valuable quarterback, but Antonio Brown is a wide receiver three. Yeah. I mean, like he, yeah, there's not much left to be said about Tom Brady. I do expect some regression, but he's still, you still, if, if he's your starting quarterback at the end of the day, there's nothing to complain about. No. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And then Sam, you have one more. Well, we all have one more guy in our top 12. I, I have a feeling. I know who Sam's is. Yeah. I, I want it. Well, I have two well, in my get, top 12 actually. I, I want you okay. to guess. Well, I, I know you've mentioned that you want to talk about Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts is not in my top 12. Oh, you, was it that you do or don't like him? I, I don't like him. Okay. Oh, I, I don't know if I know if it's a good or a bad thing. Um, All right, let's talk Jalen Hurts then. Let's talk Jalen Hurts. I'm right behind Brady. Um, let me pull some stuff up quick. Uh, um, can I, he's right, going to be a pretty mediocre passer. Um, but when it comes to 133 rush attempts, there's just so much opportunity there for yardage and touchdowns. I think 133. Yeah, behind Lamar Jackson, he's gonna. I think he'll be second in rush attempts this season. Yeah, and obviously Lamar Jackson is in a league of his own when it comes to quarterbacks being able to run the ball. But if Jalen Hurts can come even close to that, I think it's gonna be ridiculous, which I think he's capable of doing. That's a rebuttal. All right. Uh... So hold on, let me let me pull it up. Hold on, is this not not right not throw? to okay. rush not to rush your Jalen no, 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 Hurts? Sorry, sorry. So Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts, I believe he started the last four games or th- yes three and a half because actually my stat is useless now. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Okay, but anyways, back to uh, my biggest issue with him is that his team is just not built for success he's not in a good situation whatsoever uh miles sanders i'm i've never been a big fan of him no i uh, never their offensive line is it was awful. Well, their offensive line isn't terrible but it's very they were old. very injured they were very injured last year yes so they're in still old i know yes. but they're still old that's the point yes, yes. uh and their wide receiver core they, they drafted devonta smith but I think he's going to play week one, but he's still banged up in the preseason, and that's not yep. a good sign. Other than Devonta Smith, I thought Jalen Jalen Rager was all right, and so far Travis Fulgham, great start, faded off. I I just don't think he has the team around him to yeah. be a top twelve quarterback. And that's the thing uh, like he he he's going to have to do a ton of damage with his legs. Were you going to say something else, though? I mean, I, I I'm I was looking at a wrong stat, so I have him lower than I really think he is, but. The yeah. point still stands. I don't think he's a top 12 quarterback. I I think he's a high end. I think he's a, if he's your backup, fantastic spot for him because he is incredible upside. Kind of like Lamar Jackson two years ago. I remember I had him as my quarterback, my backup just for, he was my backup actually because I had uh, Matt Ryan and then Lamar Jackson went on and had one of the best fantasy seasons you could have for a player of his yeah. type. So, and, and to that I, point, as too. a backup quarterback, fantastic starter, bit shaky. To that point, too, and, and the thing the thing with him is all about upside. Um, mm-hmm. If if his passing can be par, not even not even above par. If, if his passing can be par, he will be a top six quarterback potentially. He's going to run the ball a ton. We we know that. Um, but to your point, Sam, they really don't have much there. Um, they have Devonte Smith. I think he can be really good. 
They have their tight ends in Goddard and Ertz. They'll be decent. They have Jalen Rager. He'll be okay. Um, but nothing that blows you out of the water. Um, if you take Jalen Hurts, odds are you're going to have to take him as your QB1 just based off his ADP right now. If that's the case, I would highly, yeah, highly, highly, now. yes. I would highly recommend getting a high floor QB2 because he will have a ton of upside, but you need to have someone that you could plug in right away if things fail. And last year, and who would you put as a high-end QB2, Seth? Who would I put as a high-end QB2? We'll get in after that, after you finish your stat. Um, but I was going to say like last year and look, he was, he was serviceable last year. I don't have his game log in front of me, but the thing that is completely alarming is his completion percentage is 52% and he threw six touchdowns to four interceptions. And if he's going to spread that out over the course of the entire season, he is not a QB one. But again, if his passing can be par that, that is completely, that is awful. If his passing can be par, he's going to be a fantastic QB option in fantasy. If not, if it's like last year, you will not want him on your team as your starting quarterback. So, um, yeah, we can get into some high QB twos too. Um, there's there's kind of another pocket right here. Or high floor, uh, high floor. Yes, well, in my I, I opinion. One QB, yeah. one left. Yeah, Brent. Who, who's your maybe? Maybe he'll be one of my high oh, floor QB twos. I have one too. Apparently, he's number twelve for me, Joe Burrow. I have. I like 11. it. I have. 11. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I have Gafford tied at eleven and twelve. I'd probably put Burrow a tick over Hertz. Um, I let me look. I have Burrow. Mine's on a one thousand point scale. I have Burrow three point four points behind Hertz. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that, that that's razor thin. Um, and, and Burrow will hurt you in a completely different way. Um, we know how good of a passer he can be. A hundred percent. And their receiving core just got even better with Jamar Chase. They have Jamar Chase. They have T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd. They have Joe Mixon, who's going to catch pass out of the backfield now that Gio Bernard's gone. There are options there. My concern there, and it was my concern last year, and it was what got him hurt, is the offensive line. It improved somewhat this offseason. Jonah Williams is back. He was injured all year last year. That's going to help, too. But this offensive line is still not good at all. The defense I, isn't that great either, so he could be in some shootouts, so the potential's there. Um, and I do think he has a much higher floor than Jalen Hurts. There aren't many guys in this tier that have a lower floor than Jalen Hurts. Hurts has more upside. Um, but, yeah, I for where he's being drafted right now, I really like Burrow because of the upside, but there are risks there too. I'd argue that Penny Sewell drafting him over Jamar Chase would have been better for Joe Burrow's value. I completely agree. Because coming off his ACL injury, I think it's very important to protect them. And the fact that they didn't is very concerning. Uh, well, did you, along that point, did you see that tweet where they showed a picture of Joe Burrow saying like, we got him a new weapon. And like in the picture, you could see the scar on his knee. I think we talked about it in our draft episode too. Like go, go protect him. Oh, <laughs> Get him some God, protection. Yeah. What are you going to say? No, that was it. Yeah. Oh. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, protect him. I don't know. I for what it's worth, I do like Jamar Chase this year. I think he could lead the team in targets. Um, but come back, we'll come back to this on the wide receiver episode. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but yeah, Burrow's got the upside because we know how good his arm is. It's a matter of whether or not the offensive line can hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, he's probably not someone I'd want to pair with Hertz just because they're both relatively low floor, high upside guys. But it, again, if you're getting Burrow as your QB two, you're thrilled. All right, so I think that I think we we all we all hit on everyone in our top twelve, um, and then thirteen two with Hertz, I guess. Uh, I would should say the do, next. Uh, should we do like uh, lower like like QB twos with ex- like really low guys with extreme upside? I love that. I like that a lot because I have a all couple. Right, we'll hit on that. Um, so I would I would say real quick that next tier of guys is probably Trevor Lawrence. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins. I'm sure we'll hit on them a little yep. bit right now. Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, I put a little gap between Kirk and Baker. But, I would put Baker um, over Kirk. Really? Uh, this is a very – okay, I, I hope – okay. This may sound bad, but Kirk oh. Cousins' lack of acceptance of getting the vaccine could actually cost him games. I will say that. Yeah, I know that that may be a very in, in, big stretch. In, ter- 
In terms of him being sick or yes, in yes. terms of in them terms not of like... him having COVID. Wow. Okay. Like I, I do well, think you that it's something the to same worry for Lamar about. Jackson though, and you guys still have him in your top eight. Did he see the point? He's had COVID twice with symptoms and still will not get the vaccine. Okay. Never. Okay. I guess I might. Well, I don't have top five. That is something to keep an eye on too, by the way, just the whole COVID situation this year. Oh, and, and, and let, when, uh, when you're making your league too, if you haven't done that already and you have IR spots, let COVID players go on the IR so people Mm -hmm. can fill their roster spots with other players. That's a whole separate issue. Um, But yeah, Sam, so do you want, what do you want to do? Kirk Cousins had a touchdown rate. I forgot to mention that. That's also go. why I don't have them that high. Continue. Fair That's enough. The, I would say, yeah. what, what do you want to do first? You want to do like high floor, high, or do you want to do like late round flyer, high upside yes, guys? late round flyer. That's the term. All right. All right. Let's start between, let's start with like the, the mid QB twos, and then we'll do like the deep flyers. Um, mid QB two. I'm going to say Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. Um, Again, I don't have my rankings in front of me right now. Everything I've been saying about my rankings off the top of my head. Um, but I love Fitzpatrick this year. Uh, he is in a very good offense. I think Terry McLaurin explodes this year. I think Curtis Samuel is very, very good in this offense this year. They have Logan Thomas. They have Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick out of the backfield. And Ryan Fitzpatrick likes to push the ball downfield. And Terry McLaurin likes to catch the ball downfield. And so does Curtis Samuel. Um I think he is in a very, very good spot. Uh, and obviously with Fitzpatrick, the issue is always interception. So if your league uh, has more of a, uh, a premium on interceptions and you lose points for that, I'll be a little more skeptical on him. But his touchdown totals have not been there recently. If those can be up to par, Ryan Fitzpatrick can finish, I will say, as a top I'll say top 12. I could say, I'll say he, he could finish in the 10 to 12 range. I don't think he will. I think he has the potential to, even though he's what 38. Now he has more upside as a 38 year old. than a lot of guys have like 21 year olds. I don't, I don't hate that. I, I actually, I like that. Oh, he was, uh, he was one of the guys I was going to mention, but I'd say like top 16. Yeah, that's and, and look, I don't think he's going to finish top 12, not draft him as a top 12 quarterback, no. but it should in our belief that I'm in with you. Nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll wait on him till later. Um, but yeah, like in, in the Scott Fishbowl, like I was, I was kind of pissed. I got sniped on him. I was going to take him as my QB too. Like he's a guy that I, I love the upside. Um, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. There you go. All I don't right. want to rant too long on Fitzmagic. Um, I will go with Baker. Interesting. I, I, I really like, Baker. Um, I think he showed a lot of improvement last year. I think it's going to carry that momentum into this year. Keep in mind, he'll also have a Odell should be healthy. Yep. Right? Yes. Start? Yep. Yeah. And that, I, that's a big part of it. Yeah. I, think I only fun to watch. I, I, it's just, I'm a little skeptical because I don't know how it will pan out once he has Odell back, but if they can get it to work this time around, as well as it should be working, I think he can easily finish top 10. Ooh. Yeah. I'm just, the only reason I'm skeptical there is just because of how run heavy they are. But if something were to happen to Nick Chubb, then I, I would agree with you. All right. Uh, so Fitzpatrick was one of the guys I was going to mention. I think Seth pretty much covered everything. I'd love the new weapons he has, or spe- specifically Terry McLaurin. And Riverboat Ron. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I can't, can't forget about Riverboat Ron. But, uh, of course. Another guy I'd like to mention is uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, initially, initially he was probably going to miss the start of the season, but then somehow miraculously him and Quinn Nelson, Quinn Nelson being healthy is just as important. I believe they're able to play week one. I believe they officially mm-hmm. got cleared for that uh, after having that weird injury that they both had. Uh, currently, I think he's in a much better situation in Indy than he was in Philly. Uh I, obviously, Jonathan Taylor. He's got Michael Pittman, who I'm actually a big fan of. I think we'll probably I'll probably talk about him during the wide receiver episode. Like but that. he's all mo- most importantly, he's back with Frank Reich, who, when he was the offensive coach, was almost an MVP candidate before getting injured. Hopefully, he does stay healthy. If he does stay healthy, right now I have him QB twenty, and he's currently going just about undrafted in the ESPN leagues. Especially with his injury, you can get him for free essentially. Yeah. So I think if people aren't that in tapped with what's going on with him. I think you can get him 
probably even in the last round of your draft, potentially. And I think if you can really wait that long, I think that's honestly worth it. I don't think he's going to be an MVP level, but I think he's a guy that could be a high high end QB two. And if your court if your QB one goes out, he can be a guy that can fill in a QB two. I like that. And it's not going to cost you anything too, because no. of that injury. People are going to honestly be could have, if you want three QBs, he can honestly be that QB three for you if you really want, but. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I was going to say too. Oh, like, he also it, has Jonathan Taylor too. I, I yeah. don't think that's going to hinder his attempts. I think that'll actually, he's, he's never really had a run game in Philly. Yeah. Like and all. even, even I mean, if I you're in a LeSean McCoy, but even if you're in a two QB league, I think people would be, would be scared to take him as their QB two Cause there's a, a good chance he doesn't play week one. If you could snag him as your QB three, then Perfect. all of a sudden you you have yeah. a really good QB room. He, he's not, so. a, he shouldn't be your QB one, but like, yeah, as a backup, he's perfect. I like that. Uh, and then do we want to, let's, let's do two more. Let's do late flyers that we love, like late flyers. I'm talking like QB 24 or later, like currently going as a QB three. And well, then Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you can throw in. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll throw, I'll, I'll throw in one. Uh, actually, I'll throw in two. I'll throw in three. How about that? How about Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson? All uh, the rookies. Justin if, Fields, yeah. Trey Lance. If, if you've drafted with me before, you know that I love drafting rookies. I know in our league last year, I took Antonio Gibson in the ninth and CeeDee Lamb in the tenth, and it paid off beautifully. What, what uh, did you un- take Clyde in, though? I took Clyde early. Yeah. I'll take Clyde again this year. I'll do it again. I'll do it yeah. again. But that, that's that's next uh, episode's topic. But um, – I love, I love taking rookies. They had, they have all the upside in the world and people are scared to take them because they've never played before. Justin Fields has been lighting it up in training camp. I think he takes over the starting role. I'll even say within the first four weeks because Andy Dalton stinks. Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback. Go ahead, Sam. Tell me, tell me Andy Dalton's good. Tell me he's good. He's not good. I am. I love Justin Fields and I hope he starts. I actually hope he starts week one. For those who don't know, I am a Bears fan. I'm not that high on him just because I don't think he's going to start week one because I think they're not going to put him out there. But if he does play, if he does play 15, 14, 15 games, I would probably put him as a a high end QB two, low end QB one. But right now I don't have him there because I don't think he's going to play that much. Even though he probably should. And and that's fair too. But right now he's being drafted as, a very low in QB two, high in QB three. Once he's on the field, to your point, he suddenly becomes a high in QB two, low in QB one. And if you if you have a solid floor QB one, there is no reason not to take a shot on Justin Fields and Trey Lance too. Trey Lance, once he gets the starting job from Garoppolo, which might I think might take a little more time than Justin Fields. Not only can he throw, he's going to run the ball like crazy. He's he's got wheels and he's huge and he will truck people like quarterbacks have never done before i think he's got he's got plenty of upside too Get Sam. all right uh so i'm gonna give my late run flyer burton did you no you didn't well i could i could i i gave three of them but i have something a question i want to bring up because our viewers didn't ask this but i think it's important okay well, first off my late run flyer is Jameis winston we briefly talked about it but the last time he started, he was a starting quarterback, was 2019. And he was the fifth highest scoring quarterback that year. Despite throwing 30 picks. Yes, exactly. I, I don't and think he's in. Laser I, eye surgery, so. Yeah, of course. Now he can in, see. Now he's he not see. In as great of a scenario as he was in Tampa. I don't, think, I don't think Michael Thomas fits with him. But and Thomas I, is out till November. Yeah, I still think. Yeah, I, I still think it's he's worth a draft spot. I think he's like that good or has that potential. Yeah, that's not bad. I, and yeah, I think, I think he'd kind of have to reform himself, which I think he would. In a Sean I, I, Payton it offense. seems like he's a new quarterback based on what yeah, I've seen he, from interviews. And, and he, he kind of have to be like, he had, you know, in, and who, in does, who doesn't want to root for Jameis? Famous Jameis. Got to eat that W man. All right, Brent, do you want to give your flyer? Then I'll. Um, yeah. Quarterback. Well, I have two quarterback 20 and quarterback 23. Um, ben Roethlisberger. I know. I I Ew. think he will Ew. make a comeback this season. He, he is Ew. on a diet. He's on a diet. But can can his shoulder move? I I do not think. I think he would have retired if he didn't think he could do it. I really do. Okay. Mm. 
I really think he would have retired. I think he would have said, it's just not worth ruining my career. And he has all the money in the world already. I don't, I mean, like, I know these guys, like, they're making millions of dollars, and obviously he's going to make that much more this year. But I think he much rather lose out on what's going to be, like, 5% of his net worth, probably, than come back with a noodle arm, play, like, five games, and that's what everyone remembers him for. That's fair. Who's the other guy? Uh, Tua. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do we, like Tua. we we would be yes. I I cannot believe we didn't hit. Where do you guys Tua have before. him ranked? I, I have him twenty third. Okay, I, I have him, him eighteen. I yeah, I have him right near where Sam has him. Tua's got a ton of upside this year too. He's got. And I think people are people are kind of scared off because of last year, but he's in a great situation. Fantastic situation. The offensive line's good. They just picked up Jalen Waddle. Uh, Miles Gaskin, I think, is going to be their bell cow this year, and he catches passes out of the backfield. There is no reason why Tua couldn't be at least a high-end QB2 this year, at least. I know Michael's a huge All fan right. of him, too. Um, the, okay, so this is an issue that I've kind of thought about in the last couple of weeks about my fantasy sure. draft. How do you guys address we – haven't, we haven't mentioned this guy once. Oh, I know where this is going. How do you address Deshaun Watson in your fantasy draft? How do you like? It's also a moral dilemma. I feel like because uh-huh. personally- I mean, money is money. When, when you're money in your That's fantasy true. league, man. But um, that 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 is a good question. In so the Scott Fishbowl is a free league. It's for charity. Morally, I could not bring myself to draft Deshaun Watson. Um, if I'm in a two QB league, I would not take him as my QB one or QB two. If I'm in a one QB league, I will not take him as my QB one. However. If the opportunity presents itself and I have a high floor quarterback, and that's the key, you have to have a high floor quarterback in front of him because there's a decent chance he doesn't play. If I have a high floor quarterback, I would consider taking him as my QB too. Because if he plays, all of a sudden you're looking at probably two top eight QBs on your team. I, I do agree with you. My I, question is, if he plays, where is he going to play? Because I feel like that's all Houston. I don't it'd think Houston's Houston. going to trade him. It'd be, it'd be Houston. So I, I, that, that That's part of the concern, though, too. Their offensive line isn't good, and all their offense is, is Brandon Cooks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I would probably put him – if you can get him at, like, around – he's probably my tier three. I'd probably put him around where, like, Matt Ryan – Ryan's going. I know that's yeah, crazy, but like like you said, a backup quarterback. He should yeah. not be the first quarterback you take. I'll even say too, if you have him and it's announced that he's starting week one, I'd try to trade him and get something out of him now because I think mm-hmm. he will not have as good of a year in I still think he's prob- a top 10 in the worst. Plays. I would put him in tier two. I wouldn't put him in tier normally I, I would I put him, him in fr- tier one. I think I, I put him put fringe him. top ten. I put him fringe top ten. That yeah, offense I stinks. I know I yeah. have him. It's Deshaun Watt. In a normal year, he'd be top three. He'd be top five. Top five. But because of how little talent's around him, he's probably low oh, top ten. Like QB talent alone, he's a top five quarterback, 100%. Yeah. But he's he's in one of the worst possible situations he when, can be. That's when true. your win total as a team in a 17-game season is over under four, I don't know how you can possibly put that starting quarterback top 15. Yeah, well, I think the over-under there is kind of implying he doesn't play this year. And that's part of the dilemma there. Um, and this is also why if you're in a fantasy league, you should wait until like near the season start to draft. Cause hopefully by then there's more clarity on this. Um, but for now, I I'm not taking him as a starting quarterback. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think you I can take him as a backup to be honest. Yeah. And, and again, and we, we talked to how deep quarterbacks are. We just gave you a bunch of names, a lot of which I'm taking over to Sean Watson this year. So there you go. Um, I guess I'll, I'll hit on real quick and then we'll wrap up. Uh, I did promise in our tweet that we will hit on the quarterbacks that are mentioned. Jay Bardis, thank you for mentioning Blake Bortles. Uh, unfortunately, with Aaron Rodgers coming back, uh, I he believe he was, cut by the Packers. He, was, he was released by the he Packers as soon as Aaron Rodgers came back. So I'm going to be fading Blake Bortles this year. If I'm in a league with you, Jay, feel free to draft Blake Bortles. He's all yours. Uh, and then Brent, you commented. Drew Brees. Dude. He is... <laughs> Going by week eight, he will be on an over five hundred team. You think he? You think he comes out of retirement? No, I'm joking. Okay, 
No, no, well, I mean, there, there, there is a chance he has the same that, amount of fantasy points as... not throw a ball more than, like, 10 yards. There is a chance he has the same amount of fantasy points as Deshaun Watson this It'll year. Be the, so. Yeah, Drew Brees, starting quarterback XFL. Make it happen. Ooh. Him and Andrew Luck just balling out in the <laughs> XFL. There you go. Sorry, Morgan, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Haskins will be there soon. There you go. All right. Thank you guys for listening. That's our first fantasy episode of the season. Um, we're pumped to get these started. We're going to try and pump out a running back episode pretty soon. Um, wide receivers, tight ends, all that stuff. We'll talk draft strategy. We'll kickers, talk some of the players that we punters. like. Kickers, kickers, punters, IDP, coaches. If you have coaching wins, we'll talk about it all. Um, I know we have our draft in two to three weeks, so we've been wheeling and dealing, making trades with keepers yeah. and everything. If your league doesn't have keepers, get keepers. They're fun. Trade picks. It's fun. Yeah, if um, any of my fraternity brothers are listening to this, we need keepers. There you go. Put keepers in your league. It makes it more fun and it keeps the league together for multiple years. All right. That's all we got for our QB episode. Um, thank you to everyone who put comments on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to do the same thing for the running backs. We're excited for that one. Uh, I am Seth. I'm with Sam and Brent. Thank you guys for listening. Running backs are up next uh, and we hope to see you there.